You're listening to Prep Period, the only podcast for teachers that's focused on quick wins and actionable tips that can be implemented in your classroom tomorrow. Prep Period starts in three, two, one. Welcome to the Prep Period Podcast. My name is Brian Bean. I'm going to be your host for this episode. Uh, We're actually going to do part two of the interview with Joel Chrysler from Sauk Prairie High School. Uh, For those of you who, just kind of a reminder of what we did in part one of the interview, uh, Joel Chrysler is an award-winning teacher. He developed a number of different programs. And in episode, or part one of the Joel Chrysler episode, we actually went through and talked about two of those programs. One was the peer-to-peer financial literacy program where he had high school students going and teaching personal finance concepts to elementary school kids. And then the other program, he, call, he calls it the Sauk Prairie Economic Empowerment Project, the Economic Empowerment Project, uh, where he, would, he worked extensively with local businesses and the Chamber of Commerce to bring uh, local industry leaders into his classroom to help uh, really elevate his kids' education. Phenomenal programs, loved it. If you haven't, go check out that episode. Today we're going to pick up where we left off. We just finished talking about the Economic Empowerment Project, and we're going to segue into a discussion about some other really unique and cool things that Joel is doing in the classroom. So let's take it up from there. That That's awesome. The, the, the thing I love about this kind of stuff is that you know, it, it kind of goes almost the opposite direction that a lot of teachers uh, that I see are trying to do. You know, I see a lot of business teachers, for example, that want to try and tie financial literacy into their curriculum, which is a great thing. Uh, obviously, that's a great thing, um, and I'm a big fan of it. But what it sounds like what you're trying to do is you're showcasing that financial literacy students, you're showing them that, you know, this financial literacy is connected to everything else by trying uh you know to do kind of a lot of what other business and cte courses and bringing their materials into your curriculum and what you do in the classroom i love that idea i think it's great man um because it really it can go either way and it shows uh how interrelated all these topics really are and frankly should be you know the way when we're teaching them uh, so in fact, let's kind of stay on this general topic. If you're okay, I don't want to. I don't want to navigate away. I like this. Um, is there anything else that you do that's kind of outside the box thinking that maybe other teachers could also consider doing that might include more of the community and other things like that? The um, couple of things that I've done. Um, one of them is, and I, I haven't been able to do this obviously again because of the, the times that we're in. But um, I have a friend of mine in the community that owns apartments. And so we, we do a short unit right at the very end about, uh, about renting apartments. And I've taken entire classes over to their apartments and we've conducted a search and taken a look at it. And the, the landlord would be there and they would be able to answer questions. And so we literally would, would walk over with a check sheet. You know, let's look at the grounds. What do the grounds look like? Um, you know, what kind of building is this? How secure is it? And then when we'd actually go into the building and they'd get a chance to look around, it just was, it, it just is a great way to do it. My, the landlord loved it because it kind of exposed her as, you know, a, a really nice person that's got these buildings out there. And a the future um, option for when these kids exactly, are at that exactly. stage in their life. Yeah. And so, so that, that's been good. And, and just on a funny side note, 
Um, one of my little summer gigs that I did early in my career was I was a leasing agent for an apartment complex in a, in a town nearby. The first couple that I showed an apartment to were former students. <laughs> and so it was just funny watching them go through and look at all the things that we had talked about and asking me all the right questions. And so yeah. it, it was a, a good success. Story. I know. I love that because when you think about it, you know, we can teach that kind of stuff. And obviously, even in my simulation that I've done, you know, we try to incorporate the different kind of variables that you need to take into consideration uh, and the opportunity costs and different things like that for getting into an apartment. But what you're doing there is you're taking it obviously a step further by taking them there. But the part I love is you're giving them a chance to experience the kind of things that you would take into consideration for actual living in the circumstances and what kind of things would raise property value and relative value. Um, just walking them through the decision process and helping them, you know, understand the variables that they got to take into consideration. I love it. And you've done things with cars too, haven't you? Yeah, we, we, um, I do a, a car unit where we talk about buying cars. We'll talk about the difference between buying new and buying used. We'll talk about leasing and versus buying. Um, we will, um, we, we do a lot about insurance as well. You know, we take a look at what kind of insurance they, they need to carry the, the state minimums and all those kind of things. But then we always try to culminate it um, with what I call our on-lot car inspection. So I'll get three or four students to volunteer their cars and we'll park it in a different part of the parking lot. And so students will go out and before, <laughs> it's always funny because before they go out, I always have to have that little heart to heart with those that don't own the cars and say, look, you're looking at somebody's baby right now. Right. So let's make sure we're respectful. Let's make sure that we're, you know, if you've got some negative thoughts, you write them down yeah. on your check. It might not be the cutest story. baby, but you never tell a parent that your baby's not, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah. So then we, you know, we go out to the parking lot and each student picks a car and I have the owner stand by the car to answer specific questions. And, um, you know, almost as if they were, we're selling it. And of course, on the list is the test drive, but I really love my job a lot. And I won't let that. <laughs> um, but you, you uh, but skip that part. You don't have, like, <laughs> come on, man. You could volunteer your own car for that, right? Exactly. Yeah. But I know, you know, here in Wisconsin, you know, we've done it in December. Um, we've done it, you know, when there's been new snow on the ground. And, and then just this year we did it and it was 82 degrees out at 8.15 in the morning. So, wow. you know, we just get a lot of times to do it. But I have to, to share the one with you, though, that was just the ultimate. This was early in my teaching career. We had done this. And I had two students who actually played football for me as well. And they decided they were going to go to one of the local dealerships and actually do their own inspection of a car. So, of course, the car they chose was a used Corvette. Naturally. And so they're, they're looking at this car and one of the salespeople comes out and says, hey, you know, is there something I can help you out with? And they said, oh, well, we're just doing this little extra thing for Mr. Chrysler's class. And the guy says, Joel Chrysler? Well, I played football with him. You guys want to take it for a test drive? Oh, you guys got to take a Corvette out on a test drive. That's so awesome. that was a that was a, a memory that was a, a pretty good one, too. Oh, that's awesome. No, I love it. The, these are these are practical skills that I think. And again, the brilliance of your of your approach here, I think a lot of teachers maybe take for granted is there the students have resources not only are there resources in the community but they they got cars out in the parking lot and you could kind of you know create a faux car dealership if you will and they could go out and look and say okay 
if I were to buy and maybe have them go look at Kelly Blue Book values of the car or something before they go out that matches that. I mean, if I go buy a car like this and then talk to the owner about, well, here's some of the things you got to take into consideration. You know, my piece of junk breaks down all the time or this thing's been so reliable. I love it. We never have to do anything. You know, that's a, uh, now that's a great approach and I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Uh, we're running out of time. I want to wrap up by, by giving a little bit of a shout out to jumpstart some more um, because a lot of teachers out there surprisingly um, aren't as familiar with jumpstart as I, as I would have assumed they were, you know, it was always such a big part of my teaching career, but there are teachers out there. Um, could you just kind of explain a little bit about what jumpstart is and if they want to go and get more involved, what are some opportunities and how would they go about that? Right. Jumpstart just is a, is a great resource for teachers. They have several different aspects to them. Um, one of the things that I first started looking at was what's called the Jumpstart Clearinghouse. And there on there, they've got archived information, resources, pretty much everything you can find free um, resources you'd have to pay for. I mean, it's all listed there. You can break it down by grade level. You can break it down by subject level. And it's just phenomenal. And they just do a great job of, of archiving that information. Um, there's also another part of Jumpstart where it's um, check your school. And they can find out about whether or not school systems have a requirement in financial literacy. And so that's been a real big thing for them. Um, there's all, they're also starting a teacher um, program, training program. So if you find yourself teaching um, financial literacy and you want a little bit more information for you so you feel more comfortable, there are opportunities available there. Yeah, they really are such a great organization. The people there, I just, I love them. They're, they're so genuine. And, uh, you know, even when I went through the process with them to get my teaching model in their clearinghouse, like you mentioned, that catalog, like I was surprised at the vetting process. Like I was expecting, I was like, look, I, I'm one of your sponsor partners and I've got this. I just expected to, to be like, all right, let's list it. No, they still vetted it. They went through it. We're like, you know, make sure this is not rubbish and, and that it's quality stuff. So all the resources that they've got on there, you know, are vetted and, and are quality stuff. So, yeah, love them. Love them to death. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up our, our Joel, our two-part uh, series for with Joel Chrysler and what a great couple episodes. I just absolutely, I can't say enough about the value that his approach takes by giving students an opportunity to go out there, particularly in this last episode, have them go out to apartments and check those out, go out to the parking lot, talk to the car owners, look at the different things that are along there, just giving them that hands-on experience um, and leveraging things that he already had access to, either through his personal network or through his students and the things that they already have that they bring to school every day and giving them uh, kids that extra little bit of insight in the in the purchasing and, and decision-making process. Absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, thank you again, Joel, for coming on the program. Uh, for anyone out there who is interested in coming and being a guest on our podcast, please reach out to us at prepperiod at stukent.com or you can click on the link in the description. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Prep Period Podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere where you get podcasts, right? Uh, so with that, hey, thanks for listening.